Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Reverend Cam Podcast. Uh, it's been a minute, but we are back. Um, we're back this this week <laughs> in our second episode in our Nazarite series. This episode is titled The Long-Haired Ones, and we're going to explore um, kind of the the aspect of the Nazarite consecration that has to do with growing your hair out. Um, so let's get right into it. Before we start, let's just say a prayer to the Lord. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day and for this opportunity that you've given us, Lord, to come together and and learn from you and to dive into your word, Father. I ask that you'd give us hearts to receive, minds to understand, and ears to hear what it is you want to say to us this day, Lord. I have my notes, but Lord, just lead me by the Holy Spirit, Father God, to say what you'd have me to say. And let everything that is done over the duration of the next few minutes in this podcast be for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So, as you know, our our text does come from Numbers chapter 6, uh, 1 through 8. Um, and I'll be, I'll be reading this passage quite a lot. <laughs> um, as we've as we've already discovered, so let's just I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Um, so your translation that you're reading from may be a little different. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and go to number six, and with verse one it says, "And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When either a man or a woman makes a special vow, a vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink." He shall drink no vinegar made from wine or strong drink, and shall not drink any juice of grapes or eat grapes, fresh or dried. All the days of his separation he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine, not even the seeds or the skins. Verse 5 reads, All the days of his vow of separation no razor shall touch his head. Until the time is completed for which he separates himself to the Lord, he shall be holy. He shall let the locks of his hair of his head grow long. All the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body, not even for his father or his mother, for brother or sister. If they die, shall he make himself unclean, because his separation to God is on his head. Verse 8, all the days of his separation, he is holy to the Lord. So last, uh, the, the previous episode, episode 1, we talked about um, the 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 aspect of the grapevine stipulation on the on the Nazarite and what it means for us you know in the New Testament context meaning where for the for the Hebrew people in this day um, as and at the time of the of Moses and Joshua and the judges the Nazarite vow the first stipulation there was you know you don't you, you want to abstain from Things produced by grapes, whether that's wine or raisins or the grapes themselves, the seeds, the skins. And for us, we understand that to mean we deny ourselves the legitimate pleasures of life so we can more fully experience the Lord. We can more, more fully experience God and all he has for us. But this week, I really want to kind of, for, for maybe 15, 20 minutes, talk, talk about verse number five. Um, Verse number five, I'll read it again. It says, All the days of his vow of separation, no razor shall touch his head. 
Until the time is completed for which he separates himself to the Lord, he shall be holy. He shall let the locks of his hair, of his head, grow long. Now, for the Nazarite, the, 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 the hair was that physical mark of consecration that everyone knew that person could probably be a Nazarite because the, the hair on his head is long and he's got a long beard. We, and we know people like Samuel was, was a Nazarite. If we read his, his, the account of his birth, <laughs> we, we, it's, it's inferred that he himself was uh, separated as a Nazarite. But the key word here in verse 5 is going to be separation. Separation. And in Hebrew, the word separation that they use is neser, and it comes from a root word nazar, which means to separate apart or to set apart to sacred purpose or consecrate. To set apart to sacred purpose or to consecrate. So whenever the Lord is saying here, whenever all of the days of this this vow of separation, it's not it's it's a vow of consecration. It's a vow that someone makes to the Lord that says, Lord, I'm going to submit myself to you, to the Holy Spirit, so you can use me for your eternal and sacred purpose in the earth. And I'm going to consecrate myself for you and for you alone. Again, I'll say, I'll say it again. The, the long hair of the Nazarite is that outward indication of an inward consecration. We, we, we see that throughout scripture that the Lord calls us to be holy as he is holy, right? And I would submit that this the long hair of the Nazarite in the in the old days was the defining feature of complete devotion to, to Yahweh, to the Lord. That's a big reason why we when we look at Samson, why his story is so kinda is so tragic in a way. And we know we know the story of Samson over in Judges chapter 16 specifically in which we find the account of Samson and Delilah. Now Delilah I think is representative of that spirit of manipulation and compromise that often tries to beset the people of God today in regard in 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 it when it comes to Let's see how far we can go or see how much we can get away with and still maintain our consecration and holiness to the Lord. But the thing is, there, there, there ought not to be anything in us that would cause us to fall into that compromise or fall into that, that trap. And, and it happens so quickly and so easily. And it is sort of a progression, I think. When we look at the story of Samson, and we know Samson, he's probably the most well-known Nazarite in Scripture purely because of how much emphasis was placed on his hair. And if we understand that the hair was the mark of consecration, and we even read it back in, in, in Numbers 6, it says that the separation to God is on his head, his consecration, his mark of being set apart for eternal purpose, for holy purposes, is on his head. We understand that the hair of the three stipulations being, you know, no great 
juice, wine, or what have you. Um, don't cut your hair and avoid dead things. Of those three, I would say that there's a reason why so much emphasis is placed on the hair. Because the hair is the consecrated, is the mark of consecration. So with that in mind, let's 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 understand then that for us in you know, this dispensation of the Holy Spirit and the New Testament church, understanding that we're not under law, but we're under grace and we're saved by grace through faith. Let's understand then that the theme here for us today in 2022 is that all of this talk of Nazarite and the vow of the Nazarite is a matter of the heart. And so our consecration may not necessarily look like letting our hair grow long or our beards grow out or or what, what that may be for, you know, what that is, but it's how our heart looks to the Lord. Uh, but with all that being said, let's look at Samson, and let's look at uh, Samson in Judges chapter 16. Now, we, it's a very familiar story. We know that Samson was a really, really strong dude, that he, um, we see that he was consecrated as a Nazarite from birth. We know that his mom and dad, had a divine visitation from an angel, probably does it say if it was an angel? I'm not quite remembering. But his mother and father had a divine visitation and they were instructed by God that their son would be a Nazarite from birth. Um and we we read his his story, we see his exploits and strength, we see him tying foxes together and putting torches in their tails and running them through the fields of the Philistines. We see him carrying the gates of the city on his shoulders. But then we see that he meets this woman named Delilah. <clears throat> and notice how sim- how subtle this fall into compromise is. Delilah, is a her name means feeble. <laughs> so we see this really strong man, this long-haired strong man, Laying his head in the lap of a woman named Feeble, and we need to we we understand that Samson's strength was in his hair. That means and that means his, the spiritual power and authority that he'd been given by the Lord was found in his consecration to the Lord. And I think the same can be said of us today. Like if we're consecrated for eternal purpose. For the Lord, and I think that we all as as followers of Christ ought to be consecrated to him for him to use. You know, Paul writes that there are many vessels in a house and some are used for honorable use and some are used for dishonorable use. But I think that the Lord wants everyone that professes the name of Jesus to be a vessel for him to use for honorable use. And thus we need to consecrate ourselves for him to use us. He's not going to put new wine in old wineskins, you know, he's not going to, he, he, he's more apt, I believe, to use a vessel that's willing and set apart for him than he is to someone that is not. And so we see that for Samson, his strength, his physical strength came from this Nazarite place from his, from letting his hair go long. But we know that, again, spiritual power and authority for us today is found in our consecration to the Lord because in a consecrated, set-apart person that the Lord sees, I can use them. They're going to, they're, they're, they're listening to my voice. They're obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I can use them. And so that 
tells me that for us, in much of the same way as the physical strength of Samson was found in his consecration, our spiritual power and authority is found in our consecration as well. But when we look at Samson, we see this gradual descent into compromise in regards to the consecration that he had on his life. So we see that Delilah was approached by some shady guys, some Philistines, and they were like, listen, if you could tell us where his strength come from, we can we can deal with this and we can take him out. Right? And we see at first in Judges 16, verse 7, we see that Samson, you know, allowed uh, them to tie him up with fresh bowstrings that hadn't been dried. And he's, he says to him, he says, look, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings and have him been dried, basically fresh, brand new things like this, fresh bowstrings, then I'll be, I'll be weak. I'll just be like anybody else. And so they did that. But Delilah shouts, hey, the Philistines are upon you. And he, Samson goes up and he snaps and he frees himself from these bowstrings. And then if we go on, if we read further, we see that Delilah, this is where the spirit of manipulation starts working. Because Delilah said, look, you're making fun of me and you're lying to me and you know how are you gonna? How you, how can you do that? You're supposed to love me, right? That's what Delilah's saying to Samson, and she goes, "Tell me how you can be bound. How can you tell me? Just amuse me for a minute." And then we we see that Samson upgrades the instructions from bowstrings to new rope, so the 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 binding is getting a little more intense, right? His his gradual descent from a consecrated Nazarite to the Lord is 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 growing and he says you know look if you bind me with new ropes that have never been used then i'll be weak like anybody else and we see that delilah did that she took new ropes and she bound him and then she says again samson the philistines are on you or they're upon you and this time we see that there were men lying in ambush in the inner chamber but when samson heard the Sam- the philistines are upon you he snapped the ropes like they were just nothing. And then again, more manipulation and more compromise. Manipulation from Delilah and compromise by Samson on the whim of that manipulation. And Delilah says, you know, look, you've you've made fun of me and you've lied to me all this time. Now, what can be done? You know, what can we do? Just, just humor me for a minute, Samson. What can, how... What can we do to bind you up? And then we see that here in this in this passage, in this verse 16, uh, 13 of the book of Judges, we're right there at the edge of full compromise of the calling and consecrated life of Samson. And he says, look, if you can, until he says, if you weave the seven hair, seven locks of my head in the web and fasten it tight with the pin, then I'll become weak like any other man. So basically saying, if you put my seven locks in, people think that he had really long dreadlocks, seven dreadlocks on his head. He said, if you take my hair, if you take my hair and put it in a loom, you know, like you want to, like you use to make shirts or blankets or quilts or what, if you put my hair in a loom and fasten it and make it really tight, then I'll be just, I'll be weak. 
But the thing is, notice this progression of Samson here. He first says, if you, you tie me up with bowstrings, then he says, tie me up with ropes. And now he gets to the heart of it and he says, if you mess with my hair. If you, we, we, we went all this way and he's, he's, he's at the point where he's basically giving away the secret of the consecration that he has on his life. And so he slept and Delilah, you know, took the seven locks in his head and he, and she wove them into the to the web of the loom and then she said hey samson the philistines are upon you and then samson wakes up and while his hair's in the loom it just pulls it loose and so he's i guess the the imagery here is he's samson is standing there waiting to you know whoop some people <laughs> but he's got this loom hanging off of his hair and this is where the 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 deep manipulation of delilah comes into play she says how can you say i love you in verse 15 when your heart is not with me, you've mocked me these three times and you've not told me where your great strength lies. And she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him and his soul was vexed to death. Listen, there are people in that could there are people that may be in your life right now that are a Delilah to you that wants you to compromise and are pushing you with with bothersome questions like why can't you do this why can't you do that why can't you have a little sip of alcohol or why can't you watch a little porn or why can't you watch this gross nasty movie on netflix why can't you do all of these things it's just this or that it's just a disney movie it's just it's not real blah 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 driving you closer and closer to the compromise to compromise the calling that God has placed on your life, to compromise that consecrated life that you've been called to as a follower of Christ. And I urge you now, if you if you take an inventory of your heart and you let the Holy Spirit do a work in your life right now and you take a moment and you pray like David and say, Lord, see if there's anything in me, any grievous way in me and lead me down pathways of righteousness. If you say, Lord God, I submit to you to show me Areas in my life in which I'm compromising the call of God, the consecrated mark of the Lord. If I'm compromising, Lord, show it to me and let's deal with it and let's get it out. Because the last thing you want to do is find yourself like Samson in Judges 16, 17. It says that Samson told her all his heart. And he said to Delilah, a razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then I then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak like any other man. There it is. There it is. Samson is in the in the throes of compromise at this point. He's he's openly said my strength and my power and my authority is found in consecration. And this is the mark of that consecration. My hair is long, and if you cut it off, then I'll be weak. And he was. <laughs> he was. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines and saying, Come up again, for he's told me all his heart. 
I think something can be said that there are some people that may be in your life that you don't need to tell everything that the Lord is giving you. There are people, I think, that, that, that will use what the Lord is doing in your heart, in your life, as a way to weasel themselves into a place in your heart or in your life that would, ki- that would cause you, like Samson, to fall into compromise. And I'll give you a personal story here in a little bit about it from my own life. But in verse 19 of Joshua, or Judges, rather, 16, it says, She made him sleep on her knees, and she called a man, and he and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And Delilah said to him, he said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And then, here's another thing about, like, with Samson, you can study this verse. And it says, Samson awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. He didn't know that the Lord had left him. That's what, that's what compromising, consecration will do. You'll get so complacent and you'll get so used to feeling like you're invincible and (laughs) that whenever the Lord takes his hand off, you don't even recognize it. There are are many times in the story of Samson where where you read that the Spirit came upon him and he carried the gates off or he tied the fox's tails together and put torches and let him run through or the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he killed so many of the enemy with the jawbone of a donkey but here in this passage as he's falling into compromise you don't see that the Lord had come upon him to break the bowstrings or snap the ropes or tear the loom out with his hair we don't see that but what we do see here is this at the full depths of compromise the Lord had the Lord had left him and that's the the fruit of a compromised life because again, the Lord's looking for vessels holy and honorable and pure for that He can use for His eternal purpose in the earth that are set apart and consecrated for Him. But if we're compromising that, will the Lord use us? He's He's obvi- He's the Lord, and He can use whomever He wants. But I don't want to chance Him taking His hand off me for a moment to 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 show me where I'm at. I would rather walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. I would rather be clothed in in Jesus Christ. I'd rather not compromise. I'd rather live a holy life and then have to think about the fact that by the eyes of my discernment have been gouged out, that I've been set up between the pillar and the post and getting scorned by the enemy. I would I would rather live a set apart life for the Lord and set the boundaries and say I'm not going to do these things, these things or these things that may or may not be sinful things so the Lord can use me. I want to be a consecrated, set apart holy person for the Lord to use. 
But also there's hope in Samson's story. We see that after they shaved his head, they, they, they seized him, they put out his eyes, and they bound him with shackles. And they and it said the word says that they they had him set up to grind in the mill like an animal. <laughs> Usually, I would think that they would have uh, a, some sort of working animal, a, a mule or a horse or an ox, pushing the wheel that grinds the their grain. But they said that they had they had Samson doing that. But verse twenty two in Judges sixteen says, "But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved." The hair was growing again. And that is just so hopeful. That if you do find yourself in compromise, just go to the Lord with a humble heart and repent. And say, Lord God, (laughs) I repent of compromise and I repent of allowing things to manipulate and, and, and take my attention away from you. I've, I've had to do that. I, uh, f- several years ago, I had this this experience. I was in a relationship in which lots of compromise for for my end was taking place. Lots of compromise for my end was taking place. And here's the thing: if any relationship, any friendship, whether you're dating somebody. If the person that you're in that relationship with leads you to compromise the call of God, the consecration of the Lord on your life, any relationship that leads to compromise in the most important aspect of your life, which is your relationship with Jesus, if there's any compromise there, at the 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 manipulation of a relationship, you don't need to be in that relationship. <laughs> if 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 you find yourself in that place then ask the lord to help you get out because no relationship is worth the compromise is worth compromising the call of god or the consecration of the lord on your life it's just not and it's taken for me it's taken years of healing of the lord to heal me of those things that i had been bound up by and and healing of that, the the aftershocks of that relationship. But, you know, the Lord is good and the Lord is faithful. And he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. If we come to him and say, Lord, forgive me, I repent of it. And I'm not going back. And I'm not going to compromise the calling. If, 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 there's, if someone doesn't like that the Lord has called me or set me apart for his eternal purpose, for his, his work, uh, that okay, <laughs> I'm going to obey the Lord, and I can't compromise. The song of Deborah is another beautiful passage of scripture in Judges as well, and I think it's towards the beginning of the book. Let me get there. Yeah, Judges chapter five, verse two. This the song of Deborah, and it says that the leaders took the lead in Israel, that the people offered themselves willingly, bless the Lord. Some, you can translate this in such a way where it reads, 
when the long-haired ones who let their hair hang loose, when the long-haired ones let their hair hang loose, it's, it's, there's this, the Nazarites were consecrated to the Lord and their mark of consecration was their hair. And that was their strength. And so I want to, I want to say again, here for us in 2022, understanding that the, the, we're, we're not under law, we're under grace, but the law is still important. All of Scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching and reproof and all of those things. We understand that the Old Testament for us today is still important as example and as a means of teaching. So our spiritual power and authority as Christ followers also is found in consecration to the Lord. That's, again... The Lord, I believe, wants to use clean people, clean vessels, for for His purposes. And I'm not, and I don't mean perfection. I don't mean, um, I have to do this and do this and do this. But what I'm saying is, what does your heart look like? Is your <laughs> Jesus says, you know, if you love me, a heart matter, then you'll do the things that I'm saying. So our faith comes with corresponding action. Our consecration comes with us making that decision to set ourselves apart for the Lord to use. Because that's in that is being set apart and holy and consecrated to the Lord. The bottom line is that is where our spiritual authority and our spiritual power given to us by Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, comes from. So I just want to encourage you to take inventory of yourself. I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to show you those things, to show you areas in your life where there may be compromise. And He's not, there's, uh, he's not going to bash you over the head and be like, why would you, why are you doing all of this? He's, he's a loving God, and it's the goodness of God, the kindness of God, that brings us to repentance. We know that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We even read in Ezekiel that he doesn't savor the death of anyone. He's, he's not happy when, when people perish for their sins. He, he, that's why he sent Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So just ask the Lord to show you those things in your life where there may be compromise, and he'll show you. And I'm, I'm a believer in, in that passage that says, you know, whatever is done in secret will be brought to light. It's in Luke, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing. And I think that that's like, that's a two-step process, and if I can explain it for a minute. You say, Lord God, here I am. Show me these things in my life that are areas of compromise, and show me to them in the light of your grace so that we can deal with them, you and I, me and Jesus, we can deal with that privately now. And if there's any grievous way in me, like David said, let it be, you know, let it be gone from me. Let it be cast from me. If there's any unfruitful branch of compromise in my life, then let's cut it off and let it be burned away. And the second aspect of this being brought to light is if we don't repent and if we don't allow ourselves to, to go before the Lord and if we don't 
humble ourselves before him and ask for forgiveness and come to him with a repentant heart in secret, then probably, potentially, in a more public light, those things will be brought out. And that's not something we want. If we, he got the, God gives us the opportunity to come to him for repentance. And so we ought to. <laughs> so th- with all that being said, I just want to thank you guys for joining me on this, this little episode um, about the long-haired ones and how our long hair, as it were, is a consecrated heart and life set apart for the purposes of the Lord. To be set apart for sacred purpose and consecrated for Jesus to use. And again, I'm gonna let's just let's say a prayer again, and we're, we'll pray. We'll close it out, and I'll have, say a couple housekeeping things. Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for your word, for your goodness, and for your grace, for your kindness that draws us to repentance, Lord. But Lord God, I ask that you would begin to do a work in the hearts of every person listening to this podcast that you would show us areas in our lives in which we could be compromising that consecration and our callings that you've placed on us. Because you say in your word that the gifts and callings are without repentance, but Lord, it's up to us to steward those gifts and those callings. Help us, Jesus, Lord. We, we come to you both humbly and in boldness before your throne. And we confess to you, Lord, that we need you You've called us to consecration as people of God. You've called us to holiness. But Lord, if there's anything in us that would cause us to compromise our consecration, then let's get it removed. Let's let it be removed from our hearts. Lord God, you're so kind and you're so loving that you afford us opportunity time and time again to come to you. And Lord Jesus, restore. If if we have fallen into compromise, Lord, then restore us back into right standing and right relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Like, like when they shaved Samson's head and he was in his plight and in his prison, the Bible says that his hair began to grow back. We understand that he grew strong again. And by his hand, even in his last moment, Lord, you worked a victory for, for the children of Israel against the Philistines. So there is still hope, Lord Jesus, even if we find ourselves in a place of compromise. But we come to you and we ask, Lord Jesus, make our hearts clean for you to use, for your eternal purpose, for your sacred plan that you have written out, Lord, for, for, for our lives. Lord, I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, episode two of our Nazarite series, uh, The Long-Haired Ones. And I just want to encourage you, um, head on over to CameronDenton.org where you can find links to my Teespring store as well as uh, my book. So I have a book out called The Spear of Phineas, and it's on Amazon. And you can find it on my website. So go ahead, head on over there and check it out. Thank you all so much for joining me. I will hopefully be a little more quick to get episode three out and after episode three the episode following that i'll have a q a a question and answers episode of the podcast about nazarites and what it means for us today and so if you have questions that you want to ask um go to the website 
and you'll have an about or a con there's a contact tab on camerondenton.org and there you can send me questions and I will compile them and answer them. So remember, just the hub of everything is camerondenton.org. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me and I will see you all in a week or so. Be blessed.